0: Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times best-selling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. This is what we're gonna be talking about. I'm gonna help those of you who hate exercise or know someone who hates exercise. So if you're like, I love exercise, y'all don't need to stay unless you want some ways to help someone in your life who doesn't love exercise. If you hate exercise, this is for you. Today I'm speaking directly to those of you who don't love it, but kind of wish you did love exercise. My name is Shaleen Johnson. I'm a New York times bestselling author. I'm the creator of countless exercise DVDs, which is kind of weird that I'm in the Guinness book of world records for having done the most exercise videos. But let me just say this. What's weird about that is that I didn't always love exercise. And I wouldn't say like that's my mission in life is to get everybody to be super fit. My mission in life is to help people just feel better and be better and be happier. So exercise, in my opinion, is like the ultimate drug for feeling that. And I think most of you know that we should be exercising. Duh, we know it's like. Telling the smoker, do you know you shouldn't be smoking? Do you know it's bad for you? Of course they know it's bad for them. Hello, they weren't born under a rock. But why is it the things that we know are good for us, we don't always do? Why is it that some people freaking love exercise and you don't get them? You don't understand it. You think they're freaks of nature. Who are these crazy people that love to exercise and they do it every day and they don't feel tortured by it. They actually look forward to it. Who are these people? Do they have different DNA than you? Are they different in some way? Is it that they just, it comes easy for them? Why is it that some people love exercise and some people hate it? Well, the truth of the matter is, I believe there are a couple of reasons why this happens. I'm gonna mention a few of them here, but specifically, I wanna talk to you today about how you can learn to love it, because it is possible. So I can prove it, I can prove it. So if you're very serious and you really do wish that you loved exercise or you want to share this with somebody who like doesn't love exercise and doesn't get it and you want to help them get it, I promise you that this is going to help because I can prove anybody can fall in love with exercise. It's true. I think some reasons why people don't love exercise is they associate it with an outcome that's unrealistic. In other words, the reason why they love exercise is for the wrong reasons, or the reason why they think they need to exercise is for the wrong reasons. If you've approached exercise as something that you do solely to lose weight, you will be disappointed because you're not going to lose weight every time you exercise, That's one reason why people are like, well, it didn't work for me. It was disappointing, it was hard, I got sweaty and it it didn't work for me. If you've approached exercise as something that you have to do because you've been quote unquote bad, like, well, I had a bad meal or I've gained weight, so therefore I should exercise. Again, it's you're going to associate it with a negative outcome. You associate it with being bad or you associate it with not being good enough or you associate it with, well, I need to change myself and so therefore I should exercise. The other reason why some people don't enjoy exercise is because of very negative early childhood experience. Oftentimes, like around middle school or maybe even elementary school, if you struggled with your weight, if you were uncoordinated or unfit or just not athletic, then you might associate exercise as a negative. So when all the kids were picking teams for dodgeball and you were the last picked or you had a difficult time performing or you just weren't good at it, then you tend to start as an early childhood experience trying to avoid anything that has to do with something physical, which we then associate with exercise. And so then there's this negative connotation, which is like, okay, well exercise, that made me feel bad about myself. And so that's why I don't enjoy exercise. And we'll just get this out of the way. That exercise. Don't even debate me on this one because I'll win. I will win because it's science. I can prove it. You are smarter when you exercise. You are more creative. You are kinder. You are nicer. You are more patient. You feel more confident. You feel more sexually desirable to your spouse, which means you are therefore having more intimate relationships with the person you should be having an intimate relationship with. You feel more energy when you exercise you sleep better when you exercise um hello you live longer when you exercise you are able to feel stronger and more confident exercise helps to diminish the side effects of foggy brain exercise we know can help fight every disease known to man pretty much so then knowing all of these positives oh and by the way did i mention it's free and it makes you look better did i mention that did i So why in the world don't we do it? I can tell you why. Are you ready for this? Because I'm going to make you crave exercise. First of all, you have to focus on the fact that we do things for gratification, right? So the person who's a smoker, they're smoking because, not because it's bad for them, but because it's instant gratification, right? So if we focus on, okay, well, what's the instant gratification of exercise? I'll tell you what it's not. It's not six-pack abs because y'all, you don't ever instantly get six-pack abs. So wrong expectation to think that you're going to have an amazing body from exercise. It might not happen. It is wrong to expect that instantly you're going to lose weight. I've exercised all week and I can't imagine why I haven't lost any weight. Some people do, some people don't. It depends on a lot of other things, including what you put in your mouth. That's why we do things. That's why we crave certain things. It's like it feels good. It gives us instant gratification. So those people who exercise every day, those people that you call quote unquote freaks, they get instant gratification from exercise. Now, so if you're one of those fitness freaks who finds instant gratification from your workout, what it is that you get from it instantly. Yes, yes, it makes you feel amazing, clarity, Happiness, energy, a good mood, stress release, joy, empowerment. I feel unstoppable. It gives me a buzz. Self-confidence, clear thinking. I feel accomplished. I feel strong. Okay, so for those of you that don't love exercise, I want you to write some of those words down. Because if you go into it for the instant reward of these things, you will get it. You will feel instantly gratified instantly satisfied that you're getting those things so if your goal is instead of losing weight instead of your six-pack abs or fitting into a smaller size jeans if you write down those things you will feel you will get gratification because you'll get it your exercise will deliver on those things for you okay that's number one number two okay Shalene I know that and yes you're right you are right when I've exercised I've felt those things But why is it it's not a habit for me? Because I would like to form that habit. Well, we have to talk about what causes people or helps people or allows us to form habits. A lot of things, the first of which is a trigger. And that's why I always tell people, try to exercise at the same time every day, especially if you're trying to develop this as a habit. Now, to my quote unquote fitness freaks of which I put myself in that category too, you can't stop me. In fact, I will cut you. I will find a knife and I will cut you if you try to stand in the way of my workout because that's my drug. That is how I can drive in a lot of traffic in LA and not kill someone. That's my drug. So I'm already there. So I can work out at any time of the day because it's it's already there. I'm already craving it all the time like a drug. But until you hit that spot where you're you're really craving it, we've got to work on establishing the habit of it so that you can begin to crave it. So the first thing I want you to do is set a time and the time that you exercise should be the time where you are least likely to be interrupted. Now I know for many of you that's at the crack of dawn before anyone else is up, fine, do it. You have too many reasons not to. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of all of the reasons why you need to exercise for you. This is the best thing you can do for yourself. So you have got to set a time where it doesn't get interrupted. If you schedule it later in the day, y'all, we all know, Things are gonna happen and then then your kid calls at school and you gotta drive them over their science book that they forgot and that was the hour you were gonna work out, so now it's gone. Or later in the evening, something pops up, people need you, phone calls, fires, you know how things go. So you must schedule it at a time where no one is going to interrupt you. Number two, start setting triggers, okay? So that's the time. The trigger is something like that kind of like, it reminds you, oh, this is when I do what I do. That can include things such as an alarm, such as laying out your clothes the night before so that when you walk into your closet, you're like, who laid out these Lululemons and my Nikes? Oh yeah, that's right, (laughs) I did. (laughs) I guess I'm supposed to be exercising. Start setting up things that make it conducive to your environment. In other words, make exercise easy. Create a special space where you can exercise. Join a gym. Figure out what exercise DVDs you want to try. Set up an environment where you're like, you're excited to go into that space and exercise. And maybe that space is a gym, or maybe that space is your home, or maybe that space is clearing out a spot in your garage and putting an exercise mat down and mirrors up, but something that just like, it gets you excited about the environment. Now, if you're working out in a cramped, room that has become the storage dump all for everything in your house, and the room is a downer, then you're not going to look forward. It's not conducive to doing something rewarding. You've got to find the space that makes you very excited about what you're going to do. Yeah, like if you're going to practice yoga, have a space where you have candles already arranged, your yoga mat, the lighting is right, and it feels serene. Your environment is very, very important. So make sure it's something you're looking forward to to being in. Brett and I, when we stopped making videos here in our home for Powder Blue Productions, which was the company we sold to Beachbody, it's a certification company. It's how you get certified in Pio, Insanity, Turbo Fire, P90X, that company. We used to film our videos here in our house. And so that giant space, it's a subterranean space, felt like work. And so even after we sold the company, I was like, this is this huge space and it's perfect for working out, but why don't I enjoy it? Because it brought up connotations for me of like work and deadlines and just mainly work. <laughs> and I wanted it to be something that made me feel like alive. And so we, when we would travel, would visit little boutique gyms and you know, CrossFit style gyms and take pictures. And when we were at hotels, they had like a really awesome space. We would take pictures and we redid our, that space so that it's our home gym, but it's like, it's so yummy. We want to go down there. And it makes me excited to be in that space and exercise. So consider your environment. The next thing is I want you to experiment because for many of you, it's the figuring out how to fit it in. So when I say experiment, you've got to find that workout that serves you. If you are forcing yourself to get through a workout because you know it's a great workout, but you freaking hate every minute of it, unless you're already a person who loves fitness, I think that's dangerous. I think you're setting yourself up for more of a negative experience. When people say, what's the workout I should start with? Start with the one that makes you feel invincible. Start with the one that you can do. Hello? Hello? I mean, there are workouts out there which shall remain nameless. I'm a fitness trainer. I'm freaking very fit. I gotta tell you, I got cardio for days. My knees are good. I can do it all. But there are workouts out there that I'm like, are you kidding me with this, right? Who can do this? Who can do this? Like this is torturous. I mean, there are those workouts and I'm always like, anyone who starts with this workout is going to continue to hate exercise. Start with a workout that you're like, dang, I'm kind of good at this. I kind of enjoy this. I did it. Start with a workout where you can say somewhere in the middle of it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm really doing this. And I feel good. Don't start with one that is so hard. You have no other experience other than failure. Very important. Then once you start with something, if it doesn't feel right and it doesn't stick, it's the wrong workout. Let me give you an example of this. It's about habit. This is a habit of mine that is so 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 important. I believe it is the cornerstone to my success, and that is I make a daily plan. I make a plan. I create a brain dump, and then I narrow it down to like two or three things that I'm going to do that day that move me forward. And I've done this every single day of my life for like 15 years. And for the last 15 years, I've done it at the same time at the same place every single day. And that was in my driveway after teaching my fitness classes. And that was my trigger. My trigger was, oh, I'm pulling up into my driveway and I'm not going to walk inside. I'm going to turn my car off, pull up my phone and create my brain dump and then create my to-do list and then create my plan for the day. And it was so automatic and it was so easy. And I looked forward to it and it felt right. And I did it like of the time, it it was the environment and the trigger. It was, everything was right about it, you know? And then I stopped teaching my early morning 5.30 a.m. classes because I'm focusing on my sleep. And so I started working out at a different time and I lost my trigger. I was no longer pulling up into my driveway first thing in the morning. I was now waking up later. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll just set a new time. Now what I'll do is when I wake up, I'll make my to-do list. And I tried doing that. I tried doing it for like a couple of weeks and I'm like... I just keep forgetting, I keep getting up and brushing my teeth and doing something else first. I'm clearly I'm not making it first thing when I wake up in my bed, that is not working. I can't give up though, so let's try something else. Okay, that was not working, I wanted it to work. It seems like it should work, but it's not working. And this is what I want you to know, you've got to experiment. So then I was like, okay, so what if I you know, brush my teeth, do my thing in the bathroom, whatever, whatever, get dressed, go downstairs, and when Brett and I can have a cup of coffee, and that's where I can make my to-do list. And I tried doing that for a couple of weeks. And it should work, but it wasn't working. It wasn't a habit. I would still do it some days and not other days. And dude, I know the benefits of this list. I wanted to do it, but the triggers weren't right. The environment wasn't right. So I just kept experimenting and experimenting and experimenting. And I'm going to tell you it took several months until I found the right environment, the right triggers, and now it works. So what are they? It kind of doesn't matter because my triggers won't be your triggers right? But I'm going to share it anyways. i put my notebook, which now is a digital notebook at my sink. And as I'm getting ready in the morning, this is when I listen to my audiobooks. That's where I start my brain dump. And it also allows me to take my notes when I'm doing my learning here too. So now it works. Now it's just next to my sink. It becomes a visual trigger. It's literally on top of my sink. And I'm like, Oh, I know what this is. Don't do anything else. Let's just make our to-do list. And it works, it's working. Yes, so I want you to experiment because you should be looking forward to this, number one, and you've got to experiment with the trigger and the reward and the workout, right? So maybe it's power walking. If you're just getting started, what could you do to make yourself look forward to it more? I know, listen to an audiobook or make just the most killer, happy, upbeat. Like, you know how you listen to a playlist and you're like, I should listen to music more often. This just made me so happy. We should be playing music in the house. This song just made me so happy. Like imagine if you made like the ultimate playlist and you got to like, I get to look forward to listening to my ultimate playlist or this is great. When I go and walk every day, it's like I'm reading for an hour. Do you understand how much your life would change if you read a book every single day, but you're really not reading it, you're actually walking? do you understand how you like your brain would change you get better you get smarter you learn more it's just unbelievable and then you really start looking forward to but you got to focus on what is my expectation for this workout and again i'm going to repeat don't make it be changing your body that's going to be a byproduct but it won't give you that instant gratification you will however find instant gratification if your goal is to experience something other than the physical side of it like if you say my goal is to just feel better about myself instant gratification my goal is to just feel stronger instant gratification my goal is to just feel healthier instant gratification my goal is to have more energy instant gratification and when you focus on the instant gratification you start to look forward to it more often yeah pretty cool right so i am going to encourage you to put these things into action i want you to focus on what it is you want to get from the workout. And I want you to write it down on paper, like write it down on paper. And then I want you to make a list of like five things that you could experiment with. You know, well, walking is fun. You know, I took a Zumba class once and I felt really good doing that. I could do Zumba at home or I've been wanting to try this Pyo workout that you've talked about, Shaleen, that I can find by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash Pyo, unshameless plug and you know so I think I'll try that but I'm here to tell you I don't care if you do my workout or somebody else's workout I just want you to do one that you like you enjoy it set the habit of doing it at the same time every day till you get to the point where you start to no longer forcing yourself and needing a trigger it's something you're craving all the time right like that's where we want to get you we want to get you to the place where you're craving it all the time because you crave the reward of it the feeling it gives you and that's possible for anyone. You guys, this is possible for anyone. I don't care what you've tried before and didn't like and the experiences you've had with exercise. By changing these simple steps, I guarantee it is out there. Something that becomes your soulmate workout that can change not just your body, but everything. You can change the way you Present yourself to the world, the example that you are to your children, the way that you feel about yourself, your energy, your creativity, your productivity, everything changes when you exercise. It is the world's greatest drug and it's free and you should be doing it. Your family wants you to do it and the people that love you want you to do it. What can you do that has this many upsides and no downsides? Okay, there's one downside. You'll have to buy new workout clothes. That's fun. That's the only downside I can think of. And actually you don't have to, but I think, I think, I think I do. Okay, let me see if I can answer some of the most common reasons or quote-unquote excuses that people give me for why they can't exercise. What if I don't think I produce endorphins? Like, I don't feel energy when I exercise. If you don't have endorphins, if you think you don't have endorphins, it's because you haven't been using them. You see, endorphins build upon themselves. So, as they say, a body in motion stays in motion. And when our adrenal system is fatigued and we're relying on caffeine and everything else to keep us stimulated, then yes, you do produce fewer endorphins. And the only way to get them back, my friend, is to stop getting them through these fake drinks and to actually allow your body to produce them. A lot of people say their support system makes it hard, to which I say, enough with the excuses. That's BS. That doesn't make sense to me. Because it's your health. It's like, my support system doesn't want me to be healthy. I don't buy that. And then it's how you present it. And it's what you've allowed to be okay. That's not okay. That's like saying, my support system doesn't make it easy for me to stop drinking all day long alcohol. You've allowed that then. Like, you are in charge of your health, first and foremost. There's a lot of things we can't control. You can control your health. At least that piece of it. So, and then there's the person who says, and I start an exercise program, but What if I lose motivation or or every time I do, I lose motivation? We've already talked about that. You lose motivation typically because you've made it your goal to make fitness something you do for weight loss. Of course, you're going to lose motivation because you don't always lose weight when you exercise. You won't lose motivation if you're constantly rewarded. And that's why you've got to look at the rewards that come from exercise other than weight loss. Okay, Shalene, what do I do if I have bad knees or every program that I've tried, I can't do it or it's too hard? How about riding a recumbent bike? There doesn't need to be programs. I mean, there are programs, but don't allow that to be your excuse because anyone can do any program. You just do it based on your current needs and just search because there's a million and one programs other than just the few that you're looking at that are probably being advertised or you know you see that are most popular. And those, yes, a lot of those are very, very intense and not appropriate for uh, all populations. There's millions of programs out there, so keep looking. How do you find the energy when you're waking up at night with babies? Honestly, you know, because when you've got a baby, that is the hardest time to get it done. But it's also when you need it the most. And everyone says, oh, sleep when the baby's sleeping. Yeah, maybe. But it's also when you also need to get the laundry done and return. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know any mom who's ever like, yeah, I definitely I was sleeping when the baby was sleeping. Like, who gave us that advice? Because it doesn't work. Because there's too much to do when the baby's awake so i say put the baby in a stroller and go do your traveling lunges put the baby in a front bjorn pack and go for a brisk walk you know keep the baby close to you just do what you have to do but what if you're exhausted and tired after you exercise that's how you're supposed to feel right after it so rather than going god i feel exhausted and tired change your mindset change the way you frame it and go wow i just killed it i mean i'm, I'm exhausted because I gave it my all. And then notice how good you feel about yourself for going so hard that you're exhausted. Because if you finish a workout and you're like, "Mm, I don't feel anything, you didn't go hard enough. Going that hard, depleting your energy builds energy, but not in the moment you finish the exercise. When you finish the exercise, I want you to feel feelings of pride, during while simultaneously feeling exhausted. I want you to feel that you've depleted all of your energy in that moment because it's true on a cellular level, your cells might've used up most of your adenosine triphosphate. Body's gonna get more energy and it's crazy how that energy begets more energy. And about an hour or so later, you're gonna have more energy after your recovery than you felt before your workout. But if you focus on, oh, I feel kind of tired right now and exhausted, And that must be negative. Well, then you create a negative experience from exercise where I want you to feel exhausted and think of it as a, wow, I guess I did that right. Because I'm beat right now. I like have to crawl. I have to do an elbow army crawl into the kitchen to get my water. And then you're like, so this must be good. And yes, it is. These are positives that you just have to learn to reframe in a positive way. Wow, I'm exhausted. I did this right. Wow, every inch of my body is sore right now. This must mean that my body is under construction because soreness, that's what soreness is telling you. That's your body saying, oh, by the way, we're kind of rearranging things and we're changing your composition. So total muscle soreness is such a good sign I want you to get to the point where you get that and and you start bragging about the fact that you're sore, like not that you're dreading that you're sore, but you're proud of the fact that you're sore, you know, and you can't help but like tell people you're like, "Uh, yeah. So anyways, how are you? Yeah, my butt is like so sore. My butt is so sore today. Oh, my God. Like, I can't even touch my abs. Oh, I got such a great workout yesterday. I can't even touch my abs. Like you're going to get to that point where you're excited, it triggers a response in your brain that like, hey, I'm changing, like this is good. I'm doing this right. And it's all in how we frame it. What about while pregnant? When it comes to pregnancy and exercise, I can't answer that question for you because it would be irresponsible of me to do so. You have to have clearance from your own physician. But I can tell you, I exercised right up until the day I delivered with Sierra. And Brock, I exercised right up until they put me on bed rest. And when I say exercise, I was teaching turbo Kick classes. I was jumping. I was leaping. I did crazy workouts when I was pregnant because I felt terrible, terrible and depressed when I was pregnant, except when I exercised. There were times when I'm like, I feel so blue. I just felt blue. And I'd never experienced those feelings before. So it was obviously very hormonal. And so if I felt blue and I'd already exercised just so that I could feel normal and regulate my own emotions and my own probably dopamine, because there is a dopamine release when we exercise, I would just do a nice slow power walk. So I'm like, oh, I'm me again. It's finding the right workout. It's doing something that still feels good, that keeps you healthy, that keeps your blood flow and your cardiovascular system strong. I mean, you can certainly still do strength training, I assume. Now I say that, but most physicians would rather you be strong for your delivery and that you be strong physically. And so if you're unsure, talk to your physician, talk to your OBGYN, get their approval, and then find a workout that allows you to continue to feel strong. Now, it's not the time to like train to be in the best shape of your life, obviously, but it's not an excuse not to stay fit and healthy i have bad knees so so what i know people without knees and i'm not kidding double amputees and they'll find something to do you can row you can do a recumbent bike if you've got bad knees swimming there's no excuse people there's no excuse you deserve it you're entitled to feel good So whatever you think your physical limitation is, just keep searching because there's something that you can do that's going to make you feel better and you deserve to feel better. Shalim, what's the difference between your programs? Okay, great question. Thank you for asking. Pio is flexibility, cardiovascular training, although it's moderate cardio. It's not like you're sprinting. It's moderate cardiovascular work. It's flexibility and it's strength training. You're using your own body weight. It's designed for people who don't love yoga, can't stand holding still. feel like if they do a yoga or a stretch workout that then then they have to go and run later. Then I have Shalene Extreme. Shalene Extreme is a strength training program. There's cardio in there too. There's some cardio workouts included, but at its base, its core is that it's a strength building platform where you go through different phases of building strength and it is based on science. It's periodization. So you're lifting a little different for each period or each phase of the workouts. And I really built that program based on the latest and greatest and most effective way to build muscle, which is what your body needs to change your metabolism. And then there's turbo fire. Turbo fire is cardio. It's flat out killer cardio, shorter workouts. It involves HIIT workouts, meaning so there's intervals where you'll go for one minute as hard as you possibly can. And then you just kind of walk around and recover for 30 seconds. It's definitely takes coordination. It's an advanced program. It just is. I think Turbo Jam might be considered a little bit more of a basic program. Also, kickboxing, cardiovascular program, kind of a dance element to it. Both Turbo Fire and Turbo Jam, I will tell you, you kind of need to be coordinated to do them. You don't need to be a dancer, but if you're one of those people that can't clap on the beat, neither of those programs are right for you. The key, though, is just try a bunch of stuff until you're like, oh, this makes me feel amazing. Even if you don't get it the first time, if you still were like, well, that was fun and I wanna be able to get it, well, then you found the right program. And and maybe it's not a program. Maybe it's trying the right exercise. Maybe it's inventing your own thing. Maybe it's doing your own thing. But don't stop looking. Keep searching for your soulmate workout. This seems like an appropriate time for a shameless plug. If you wanna learn more about my programs, you can find them by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash Pyo. What do I tell my mom who refuses to work out because of her fibromyalgia? You have her listen to this show. Let me be the bad guy for you. Let me do the dirty work for you. Let me be the person who convinces her. You know, here's what I think people are asking like about different exercise programs. And here's what I would say. This is my measure. And then you can answer it yourself of an excellent exercise program. Number one, the workout gets people results without getting hurt. And it makes sense from a science standpoint, not a trend standpoint. Number two, so it's an effective workout. It's an effective, safe workout that's been tested. It makes sense. Number two, killer music. Number three, killer personality of the instructor. You can call a workout a good workout if it's got two of those. If it's got two of those three, it's a good workout. It's an amazing workout if it provides all three. And it doesn't work if it only has one. Like if it's just a great workout, but the instructor is boring and the music's boring, you're probably not going to like it. That's hard to do. But if it's got all three, that's a dope workout. That's a sick workout. But remember, there's individual opinion involved there, right? So you have to like the music. You have to go, this is the kind of music I like. I took a class the other day and it was a killer workout and a killer instructor. And the music was God awful. God awful. And I had a headache for like three hours after it. But there were people in the room who were like, this is my jam and they loved all the music. So for me, it was a good workout. I wouldn't call it an amazing workout because I hated the music. But if I get all three of those, you've got an amazing workout. Is a workout before sleep a bad idea? It doesn't help sleep. We do know that because your endorphins are up pretty high, but it's also better, if that's the only time you can do it, it's the lesser of two evils. I would rather you get the workout in and then have adequate time to bring yourself back down so that you can sleep as opposed to skipping your workout. Can you still tone your body after a lot of weight loss? You sure can, but let me be very honest about the fact that skin is skin. And once it's been stretched, its elasticity after a year of, you know, this new size, whatever you're left with after about a year's, probably about as tight as that skin is going to get. Now, people will tell you, "So you potions and lotions, etc." When we're talking about like you know, lots and lots of sagging skin, which many people struggle with after weight loss, that's there. It's skin, unless it's filled with fat. But like if it's loose, you know, thin skin, that's probably not going back. So you either wear it as a badge of honor and you tuck it in your pants, or you you know, fold it and mold it, whatever you need to do, or you go and get a surgery. And I'm not here to answer that question for you. But I know a lot of people have, you know, they've made that permanent change. And the skin that's hanging off them is like it just is a reminder of what they once did to themselves. And they want it gone and they go and remove it. And I say more power to you. It is a dangerous surgery, but more power to you. That's what you need to do. You do it. But when are you too young for physical activity? Never. Never. I don't think that at, you know, 10, you want your kid on a bodybuilding program, but the sooner you can exercise, the better. What if I have hip dysplasia or like for that matter, what if you have any kind of lower body injury? Like there was a time when I'd injured, I can't remember what it was, but I couldn't run. I couldn't cycle. I couldn't do anything. So there's this, you can do battle ropes. That's just all upper body and it becomes cardio and strength. And it's, it's the high, right? That's what I want you to feel, the high. There's still things you can do upper body. There's no, stop it with the excuses. I ain't got time. You ain't got time, except you've decided not to exercise. Pick something else. You know why you're making me mad? (sighs) Because the things that people are saying, and it's not just whoever said knees or back or, you know, what about this, a hip, just what, you know, all the different things people said. It's not that you have an ailment. What makes me mad, the reason why it just upsets me that it upsets me to think that anyone wouldn't want the best for themselves. You know, that's all. And would stop trying, right? Like would give up and go, well, I can't do it because X, Y, Z. And it upsets me that people wouldn't think enough about themselves to keep trying and keep looking because it is something you do for you. When I used to do personal training, I had a client who was 93 years old. She could only sit in the chair when I first came to her. She was very weak and feeble. And by the time we were done, we were walking around her apartment complex. I would come home crying with tears of joy and tell my husband how inspirational this woman was. We would sit in the chair. She was tiny, tiny little thing. She got to the point where she could curl 15 pound dumbbells and give me 15 reps. And she was such a badass. And when I first started working with her, It was just to get her legs moving. and We would sit in the chair and she would pull up her knees. So at any age, you can improve your life. At any age, you can and should improve your life unless you've given up. And unfortunately, a lot of people give up at like 40, but not you. I don't want you to give up. There's too many positives that come out of this for you. It's the cornerstone. I always tell people if you've got a business plan that doesn't involve a health plan it doesn't involve you know you taking care of your physical and mental well-being then you've got a business plan that's going to fail if you want you know to plan for your future or plan for your marriage or plan to be a great parent it's got to include your physical and mental well-being and i personally believe there's nothing you can do that helps your mental well-being more than improving your physical well-being thank you so much for letting me rant, I guess. It's only because I love you. And it's because I know from personal experience that this is possible. You can become that person who looks forward to exercise, who's made it a a habit, something that you crave, something that you do without thinking about it because you love the way it makes you feel. You love what it helps you to become. Again, if you want to check out my programs, I'd love for you to do that. I invite you to do that. You can check them out by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash PIO. But don't stop there. I really think that there is something out there for everyone and I might not be your cup of tea, but there is something out there that is going to give you that high. And I want you to know you can find it. You deserve it. You are the bomb.com. I love you guys. See you soon. This episode has been sponsored by CourageousConfidenceClub.com. It's a club that I've created specifically to help people who struggle with confidence and insecurities and social settings and, and just standing up for themselves, being yourself and feeling good about it. All of us could benefit from having more confidence. I'd love for you to just experience a taste of it. So please be my guest by going to ShaleenJohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Now, if you don't feel like writing that web address down or remembering to go there later, all you have to do is, while you're listening from your phone, send me a text message. The number is 949-565-4337. And that is for U.S. residents. Then just send me the word confidence and I will send you access to this video. This video will help you to eliminate self-doubt and just feel more confident in any situation, whether it's work or personal or just your social interactions. Every one of us can benefit from having more confidence. There you'll submit your email address and I will immediately send to your inbox my latest training video where I teach you step-by-step how to feel more confident in just about any social setting. I think you'll find this incredibly useful, whether it's business or personal or just in your everyday interactions. Confidence is something that makes life easier. It helps you to raise more confident, self-efficient children. It allows us to speak our mind, to stand up for ourselves, to do the things that otherwise we are paralyzed by fear, and we just allow our own thoughts to stop us by learning how to overcome self-doubt and fear of success you can become that confident person that others are attracted to the person you want to be the person you deserve to be the person you know is inside of you so thank you for checking out my free tools by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips